In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Since Easter Sunday, we have been reading the book of Acts, an account of the beginnings of the church that can leave you feeling steamrolled by the extraordinary accomplishments of the disciples, now unrecognisable from the fearful group who hid behind locked doors on the first Easter day, and the first Christians. They seem to go from one heady adventure to the next, speaking fluently in languages they didn't know before. Be more on that next week. Healing the lame with a word, just as Jesus did. Miraculously escaping jail, surviving shipwrecks and poisonous snake bites. We hear them preaching so powerfully and persuasively that thousands are converted and they seem to have a hotline to the Holy Spirit and always know where to go and what to do next so that the church just kept on growing. We may look around at our small congregations today and wonder what went wrong. Was all that divine energy just for then? Is the age of miracles over? Or is the problem with us? Are we not as faithful or bold as those early Christians? We can at least identify with the disciples in today's passage as we find them waiting for something to happen, listening for a word. We are in a real time of waiting as the virus continues to keep closed so much of what we took for granted as normal life. But this is a picture of the church too. Whenever we gather, physically or virtually, and hear scripture read and interpreted in the songs we sing, the liturgy and the prayers we say, and who knows, maybe even in the preaching, we are declaring our faith in a God who is not silent and expressing our desire to be a community that listens for God. We are participating in the very same activity that gave birth to the book of Acts. And wherever you are reading or listening to this, you are keeping company with the apostles. And like them, we are not waiting empty-handed. They wait in hope. They have experienced the risen Christ and they have seen with their own eyes his being taken up into heaven. Jesus may have left them, but they know he is exalted at the right hand of the Father, as Peter will say in his first sermon. Like them, we know that the one who served and taught and loved them now reigns for us and that the God who Jesus called Father is now our Father too. Jesus is raised to rule with the creator of the universe. The power of death, which determines all our horizons, has been broken. There is now a completely new reality. The world has literally been turned upside down. But also like the disciples, we are living 
in an in-between time. The resurrection is the source of their hope and ours, but also of their yearning and ours. The question they ask Jesus before he is taken up from them, Lord, is this the time you will restore the kingdom? Is really asking, when will you finish what you started? When will evil and suffering vanish from the face of the earth? It was the question on everyone's mind as the New Testament was being written and life under Roman rule was so brutal. And it's not far from the kinds of questions we are asking today, not only about the virus, but every time a news story breaks our heart or we feel anger when we are duped with lies or every time we pray for someone in need or in pain. Jesus's answer to their question isn't what they expect. He turns it back on them. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, he says, and you will be my witnesses. In other words, God's work of loving and saving the world will continue through them. So as much as we may be dazzled by their deeds, the book of Acts is not really about the apostles at all. After chapter one, they scarcely get another mention other than Peter, and even he, who was told by Jesus he would be the rock on which the church would be built, quietly disappears halfway through the story. The key actor is God. And what the dramatic stories show is not a handful of impressive miracles by some Christian superstars, but evidence of how the world really is when God reigns. Here is God's alternative to the given world where Caesar rules and there is enmity and selfishness between people and where there is death. It is a world where it is God who is busy making good on his promises and our part, just like the apostles, is to discover how to live in that world to get caught up in and shaped by its values, to practice faithfulness, to share its abundance, to resist all that would oppose and destroy it. This is all implied in the angel's question as the disciples stand wide-eyed and open-mouthed, gazing into heaven as Jesus ascends. In Luke's writings, here and in his gospel, angels ask awkward questions. This is the second time we encounter two figures in dazzling white, and perhaps it's the same two who showed up at the empty tomb and asked the women who had come to anoint Jesus' body what they were doing looking for the living among the dead. They certainly talk in the same way, and they ask another direct question. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? Gazing upwards is not the only direction in which we need to look as God's people. Jesus said, follow me, as well as remember me. 
When we are asked whether the gospel is true, we answer not just with our arguments, but with our lives. What we do in our everyday lives, our conversation, our neighbourly practices, how we spend our money, matters supremely because that is the only place where anyone is going to see what Easter faith looks like. Eternal life, glory, relationship with God aren't theoretical, distant things, but are known here and now, because God is never not at work making good on his promises. So the ascension is an ending that turns out to be a beginning. We are commissioned to join in the work that Jesus did. Healing, feeding, setting free, making visible the love of God. Acts tells the story of how that love was spread by a handful of people who tried to be faithful, who sometimes got it wrong, who were far from perfect. And whenever we join in with God's work and do any of these things, Christ will come again and again and again, just as the angels said, Amen.